Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith, to grow in our faith even, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you always, share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need to come closer to God. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation or lack thereof. Share these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with family members and friends and work associates and neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. A great blessing for them and for you. So start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our study about another heart trouble, another problem with the heart from a spiritual perspective, and that's weak faith. A lot of people may not stop and think about weak faith being a heart problem, but it is. It's exactly that. Because weak faith is a product of how we've conditioned our heart. We're not giving proper attention to the development and growth and continued strength of our faith. Well, we've been looking at heart troubles for quite a number of weeks now through this series, and we've looked at a whole bunch of different ones. This one is perhaps the most dangerous of all, because weak faith opens the door to all kinds of other heart troubles. And we've talked about a bunch of those. Anger, hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, ungodly pride, harsh judgments, being hypercritical of others, again, anger, fear, well, weak faith. Faith is the foundation of our spiritual life before God and before Christ. Faith comes, as we keep emphasizing in these today's Bible class studies, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we stay in God's word, then our faith stays strong and even grows stronger. But what if we don't stay in God's word much? What if we depend on coming to church services maybe one hour a week and, and we expect to get all we need from God's word during that one hour and that's it. Then we go home after that go out to eat, maybe go home and have a meal cooked at home, uh, go watch TV, go to a ball game, go to work the next day, and go through a whole week of, of, of work and all of the routines that we go with on a daily basis throughout the work week. Then we come back to church the next Sunday, and, and uh, after having maybe a day off and having some recreational pursuits on Saturday, and we get one more hour, and then we go back home. Do you think you're going to grow in your faith much that way? Do you think your faith is going to stay strong that way? Why do people become unfaithful? Why do they go off into sinful practices after having come to God through Jesus Christ, after having been baptized for the remission of their sins? Why do they get weak in their faith? Why do they get into worldly practices again? Because they're not paying proper attention. They're not being diligent enough to grow their faith, to stay strong in their faith. Well, what are the dangers of weak faith? How can I overcome weak faith? How can I develop and maintain strong faith? 
Well, obviously, step number one is I really need to focus on being a diligent student of God's Word. Now, going back to Paul's second letter to Timothy, he emphasized the benefits that are available to a person who diligently studies God's Word. Now, remember, in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, he said, be diligent or study to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling correctly the word of truth, God's word. When we look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we begin reading with verse 15, first he says that God's word is going to teach us how to be saved through Jesus Christ. So he wrote, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation. So God's word will teach you how to be saved through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And then in the next verse, verse 16, he says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So God's word, the scriptures, teach us about how to live a faithful Christian life, how to be strong in our faithfulness. And then verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The scriptures also teach us how we need to be active in service and dedication and good works serving God. You see how the scriptures are all-encompassing in strengthening our faith and guiding us to live as strong, faithful Christians. There's absolutely no substitute for studying and learning the teachings laid out for us in the Bible. First, the scriptures guide a person to salvation. A person learns how to come to Christ, how to be forgiven of his sins, how to be saved through the teachings of God's word. Jesus said in John 8, verse 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, Peter talks about how our souls are purified through obeying the truth. So it's not just learning it. It's not just an intellectual exercise, but we put it into practice through obedience. So what does he say again? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, having purified your souls in obeying the truth, and that truth being God's word. Having been born again, Jesus said we must be born again, born of the water and the spirit. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, having been born again through the word of God. So the scriptures are fundamental and they are basic to lead us to salvation through Jesus Christ. They teach us how to be saved. Remember again, Romans 1.16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Romans 1.16. We are called to salvation by that gospel message. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 13 and 14. And God's plan is through the message preached to save those who believe, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 21. Well, 
we keep coming back to the Word, don't we? To the Scriptures, to the Bible. So once a person has become a Christian, the Scriptures provide further doctrine, and that means teaching, and reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness to equip us that we can be faithful and grow in our faith and live a faithful, spiritually productive life before God. And that's important. Again, going back to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, we need to get past the baby faith stage and grow up in our faith. The scriptures were written for our learning and to strengthen our faith, as we've read before. In John 20, verses 30 and 31, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11. So the first step to overcome weak faith and develop and maintain strong faith, I need to be a diligent student of God's Word. Step number two, I I need to be diligent in prayer. Prayer is one of the most powerful spiritual tools with which God blesses Christians. At the end of Paul's list of the pieces that make up the Christian armor so that we can stand strong and victorious against all of the ways the devil tries to bring us down, Paul adds, praying always with all prayer and supplication, Ephesians 6 and verse 18. How sad that this powerful tool, prayer, is so underutilized by so many people. There's good reason why Christians are admonished to pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 17. You see, through prayer, we can literally talk to God. We can lay before him our needs, our weaknesses, our concerns, our questions, our desires. God talks to us through the scriptures. We talk to God through prayer. A strong prayer life is crucial to developing and maintaining strong faith. How often we need to include in our prayers, help my unbelief, as we read in Mark chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. How often we need to petition our Heavenly Father to increase our faith. Luke 17 and verse 5. You see, one of the most spiritually vital petitions Christians can make is, Lord, teach us to pray, as the apostles asked Jesus to teach them. Luke 11 and verse 1. Now, through the next 12 verses of that chapter, Jesus responded to that request from his, from his disciples, from his apostles. Now, first, he gave them an example of a model prayer. And that's not a prayer for us to just repeat over and over and over again from rote memory without thinking about what we're praying. But it's a model prayer. And it's, it, it's come to be called the Lord's Prayer. But again, it's supposed to be a prayer for us. And it has components within it, elements, that we could and should incorporate into our prayers on a regular basis. We need to understand the importance of prayer. We need to understand how to pray. And we need to pray without ceasing. And that is continually 
every day. God talks to us through the scriptures, so we need to be in God's word if we want to overcome weak faith and develop and maintain strong faith, and we also need to be diligent in prayer. We need to be talking to God regularly, carrying our needs, our weaknesses, our petitions before him. I believe it's unfortunate, an unfortunate misunderstanding that so many people through the ages have taken this prayer that Jesus laid out for the apostles as a model prayer, and they just repeatedly recite it, probably often without thinking much about what the words are meaning. I believe Jesus intended this prayer to simply be a model, instructive, by which individuals can develop their own prayers, their own personal communications with God. Certain points about prayer can be gleaned from this model prayer. It addresses and praises our Heavenly Father. Hallowed be thy name. It expresses submission to God's will. Your will be done. And while at the same time petitioning God for his continued blessings, give us this day our daily bread. And it seeks God's forgiveness for our sins as we also express our need, and it also expresses our need to forgive others. It asks for God's protection from evil and from temptation. Protect us from the evil one. Those are good basic elements to include in prayer on a regular basis. And we need to utilize this model to help us pray because God wants to hear from us and we need to talk to God. Let's pray together. Father, guide us, help us to learn to pray effectively and please encourage us to pray continually. We need to talk to you, Father. Please help us. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.